Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am getting so excited for 2020. I know, it is 2020. I know that's what you're thinking. Who's this crazy woman? Maybe she recorded this in advance and it's not 2020 for her yet, but it is actually 2020 for me. But it always takes me a little bit of time to land in a new space, in a new place, in a new year. And after a pretty depressing January a few years back, let's call it five years back, I now give myself permission to ease into the new year and it feels so good. And the thing is that I've come to realize is that I find it really hard to think about any of those new year things like resolutions and what I want out of life until after the kids are back at school, there's definitely a few less Christmassy piles around the house, though I find it really hard to think about the new year with a Christmas tree still up and lights still strewn about and evergreen bits, you know, falling on the ground and stockings that didn't get put away and all those kinds of things. I just have a hard time landing in the new year when those things are still around. And maybe you're way more organized than me and all those things get put away. But in my life, that just didn't happen before the kids got back to school. And I also really feel like I need a few days of just my post-holiday routine, back to school, making lunches, you know, waking up, getting the kids out of the house, and then having that quiet, that quiet time when they're out of the house and I can really get to work and, uh, you know, not be serving three meals a day as it is during vacation. So I really feel like I need that. So what ends up happening for me is that first new moon, it also happens to be Chinese New Year at the end of January. I think this year it's the 24th, 25th. That's when I land. That is the right time frame for me. That's my rhythm. And by the time that day hits, I am so ready to go. I am so excited about all my wishes and hopes and desires and dreams. And I have a plan in place to get going. And that is really exciting to me. And I just want to explain really quickly about what I expect when I land, because I want you to expect the same thing for yourself. And then this isn't going to be the bulk of this episode because this episode is actually super excited. I'm, I'm really excited with what I have to share with you today, but I, I had to share this part too for anyone listening who just needs some permission to take your time to land because you know I'll be right there with you. So when I land, I am 
so excited about the 12 months that are ahead of me that there's really nothing that could get in the way of my goals. And so that means that when I have a sick kid or there's a snow day, I appreciate that my flexibility lets me stay home to care for that child. But it means that after I have these unexpected days because they always happen, I can't make those stop happening. I can dig up my plan and I can really re-believe in the endless possibilities that got me so excited when I landed in the new year. And so it means that I ask for help when I can't be the one to stay home. It means that whenever there's an obstacle, really my excitement about the future is what pulls me forward because Again, we can't stop those things from happening, but we have to keep moving forward. And so many of us end up paralyzed. Believe me, I do too. And so I use that why to pull me forward. And I can tell you, I never feel that excitement, that energy on January 1st. I'm just starting to really feel it today. Um, And as I'm recording this, it's January 7th. So And I'm just starting. And I know I have faith that I will fully feel it by January 23rd, but I'm letting myself ease into it. So the other thing I know when I actually land in the new year is that I have a plan. And I really have learned how to trust my intuition to lead me to what I want. I use tools that you've heard me talk about if you've been here a while. If not, by the way, welcome. Welcome to this podcast and welcome to 2020. Um, I use tools like meditation, exercise, writing. I love oracle cards. I love a lot of the woo-woo things. And they really help me all, all those things help me tap into my intuition. And then when I get really excited about what I want, because we all know what we want, it's all in our hearts. We don't have to look outside of ourselves. The thing that I don't trust is my willpower to get me there. And there's been a lot of studies about this. There's been a lot of studies about how our intuition can really is really there for all of us. We all know what we want, but there's also been a lot of studies about willpower and planning. And so I know I need a plan. I need a map of the steps that I can see ahead of me and really the space for those that I can't see. Because, you know, when your goals are big, when your dreams are big, you you won't know, you don't have all the answers today, but you do have the next couple of steps and then you'll get the next couple of steps more. And you need to have the space, the plan to really take action on your dreams. So in December, I find I'm always at the beginning of December, I'm always in wrap up mode, right? Uh, That's when we had our big Make December Matter um, experience together, and I was really focused on teaching that material. And then at some point, I transitioned into family mode and really turning off work, turning off social media, turning off the noise, and turning into my family and to myself. That time is so important to me. And then you know, that doesn't end on January 1st, right? Because the kids don't go back to school right on January 1st. So it really is that I am just landing it today, being able to sit down and with all these amazing ideas that I've started to get, that I'm just starting to get right now, um, to start making a plan as well. And then the third part that really helps me land and feel like I'm landing in this new time, in this new year, in this new decade, is my plan needs to fit into my life. So I love 
a long list. I love lists of everything I desire. I'm always making lists. I have sketchbooks. I have pieces of paper. I use my flow planner for it. Really, if I'm being honest, I I have more lists going than I should. But... And, and a lot of those lists are around these big goals, right, of traveling and, and work-related goals and business-related goals. I really want to serve more women and show my family the world at the same time. Like, I feel like those are the ones that come up over and over again for me. And I've noticed that when I don't make headway on my goals, it's usually because I've stayed in list format. So I've I've kept these lists going and I've looked back at lists and I'm like, wow, I could have written that today. Like they repeat themselves. If things are really meant to happen, you will keep writing them down on your lists. And so I really believe that everything can happen. Anything we want can happen, but they have to fit into your life. So my dreams really need to fit into my day along with my meals, my family's meals, my kids, my relationship with my husband, my self-care practices, our home. My lists need to fit into the hours of my day because otherwise they just are that. They're just lists. They really are just dreams and you're not moving toward them. So after I have my big dreams and I've written out a list or two, I get everything on a real calendar. So as you know, because you've heard me talk about all this a lot, I do live my life 90 days at a time. I really do plan one season at a time. But I also always have the whole year on my wall at a high level. Um, And so today I printed out all the blank pages, all the months of 2020. I started with February because I don't like visually feeling behind. And right now it's just this blank, amazing wall of possibility. And by January 23rd, it will be really colorful. And I'm super excited for that process over the next three weeks. So I just want to be super clear that I still have the desire to hide right now. (laughs) I just want to live in my yoga pants and I still want to take naps instead of driving carpool. But the big difference between today and January 7th in 2015 is that I really know this about myself and I I actually respect this about myself and I understand that it's just part of my yearly rhythm. We talk a lot about rhythm here. And I do have to drive carpool, but I don't have to do something like write a new book in January. I don't even have to market the one I already wrote. I can be quiet. I can slowly declutter the house and I can really ease into the energy of resolutions and goals. And I know that I need that energy. I need that positive vibe to really be able to act on anything that I want to do. So I just wanted to share those three things with you in case that resonates. Um, I will be hosting a three-hour workshop on planning your year on some of the things I think about when I'm going through all these three steps. I just did it a couple days ago for everyone who's in Flow 365, and it was a big hit, and a few people couldn't show up. So we're doing it again on Saturday for anyone who is at that point enrolled in Flow 365, or I'm going to let a couple people who are either thinking about Flow 365 or just really want this experience to hop on to. So if that is interesting to 
to you, please reach out to us by email. Just email Mia at plansimple.com. Explain that you would love to come to this three-hour workshop, which will get you all planned for 2020, or at least well on your way. And it will just be a really good space for you to take. There will also be a follow-up conversation so that I always feel like a little bit of extra accountability never hurts. If you're in Flow 365, there's many follow-up conversations. Um, If you just want to do the one-off, then there'll be one and there's a workbook that goes with it. And I'm just so excited to do this alongside you. So if that's of interest to you, just shoot us an email. Um, which brings me back to Flow 365. So we had this sort of big enrollment period in December for anyone who really wanted to hop on then and you know get some extra time in Flow 365. Our first 2020 retreat is that weekend of the 24th, 25th. It's all virtual, the best. It's so fun. You, anyone can fit it into their busy lives. Um, unless you're like literally on a ski lift during that time or on an airplane. It really is a doable way to make space for your dreams, um, our our Flow 365 retreats. And then you get this whole amazing year of staying accountable to what you want. So if that's of interest to you, make sure to go check it out. Enrollment's open for 10 days at plansimple.com slash flow365. All right, that was like a big banter up front because here is what I really, really, really want to share with you today. This is the bulk of this podcast, which you could listen to in chunks if you want, but I wanted to put it all out there for you today. So last year around this time, we put out an ebook and it was called Plan Simple 2019. And it was 30 weeks and 30 doable planning ideas. And it was amazing. And those who stuck with it for 30 weeks just had an amazing experience. I love Love getting the emails about the different doable changes that you have implemented. And I did it. And I was doing it, I, I offered it last year because I had done it for myself the year before. And I saw how how we really are on this spiral staircase. And even though I was focused on the same things in a pretty similar week to the week to the year before how it really how I grew over time. So I'm super excited to do it again and of course every time we do this we're going to make it better and better. So you can go to plansimple.com/slash 2020 and get this free 30-day guide and go on this adventure with us. What's gonna happen is you're gonna get this guide. It outlines everything. It has some of my favorite planning sheets that go along with the prompts in that one ebook. But then I will email you every Friday and remind you of that week's challenge, that week's doable change. And we will have conversations about, we can have conversations about it via email and on Facebook. And I will share with you my current version of each of the doable changes so we can really be doing this all together. And I'm super excited about that. If you are listening to this, you know, a little bit later, you will just start getting the emails for week two, week three, because I want everyone to really be on the same week. I think that's part of the power of this. Of course, you'll have the ebook so you can go back and do the other other ones too. Um, 
but I do think that that's part of the power of this. So again, plansimple.com slash 2020, um, and that will get you this ebook. So let's talk a little bit about it. Like basically what the rest of this episode is going to be is me going through the 30 doable changes, the 30 weeks. And here's the deal. If you spend the next 180 days, or I think I said that because the first days are, the first weeks are really getting set up. It's technically, I think, 210 days. Um, Doing one thing a week to move you toward your ideal life. I just want you to take a minute and pause and imagine how you will feel one year from now. And if you can't imagine, let me tell you some of the things I've heard you might feel. You might feel really healthy. You might feel just a little bit happier. You might feel more organized, a little bit less overwhelmed. You might feel accomplished, productive, really grateful. Those are some of the words I've heard from people who've implemented some of these changes. So I talk a lot about doable changes. In fact, at the end of every interview we do here, we really do serve up a platter of doable changes and we let you choose. So this is a little bit different because I'm sharing the things that I'm going to focus on each week for the first two seasons of this year. And we're going to do this week by week. And I chose these things because I really feel like these are things that are really impactful to planning, to calendaring, to scheduling, to living a healthy life. Um, I will still continue to share three things every podcast, but this might be just a really good foundation to get started on for this year. And as I said, even though I do a lot of these things on a regular basis, just focusing them on them each for a week each um, is so helpful. Okay. So before we start, I want you to let yourself just have a break. I want you to give yourself permission as I said before this, that I'm not landing in this year until January 23rd, all moms give so much during the holidays. And right now, like I did, you may not feel like moving full steam ahead. You may need another week or two to just feel ready to land. Change really does happen when you decide to commit So the first step of all of this is really tuning in to what you really want and start when you're ready. Understand what that is. And if I were you and like like I did, what I would do is I would just really ask yourself this question, when will I be ready? And the answer will come to you. And for me, it really was, you know, January 23rd. And for you, it might be tomorrow, or it might be February, or it might be March, and all that's fine. But just decide and give yourself permission to have that time. Again, that doesn't mean you're not doing anything. We're always doing things. It's not like we're in dormant mode, but just that permission to take that to change, to really take change to heart and really take the action you need to make change in your life. So whether you're trying to get healthy or parent better or improve your relationship or create a meditation practice or make more money, or you really just need to master your time, we have created prompts 
that really will help any of those things in 2020 because they're really about the plan. And I do believe that planning is holistic and that when we do things in certain areas of when we really focus on one thing and change something in one area of our life, it can very often change things in other areas of our lives. So almost how you show up for this 30 day challenge will dictate many areas of your life. And if you integrate these doable changes each week, you will definitely see change. All right, so here's what we're going to do now. I'm actually going to share all 30 weeks with you here on this podcast. I'm going to just go through week by week so you can really understand what it looks like to go through these 30 doable changes over the course of 30 weeks. I'm going to do it kind of quickly. I'm going to share my like high level of what each one of these things are and some ideas. And then here's what's going to happen. First of all, many of the weeks have planning sheets that go along with them. So again, if you go to our website, if you go to plansimple.com slash 2020, you can also read the 30 weeks and you can download the ebook and in the ebook are the planning sheets. So the way to get to the planning sheets is to make sure that you're signed up. When you're signed up, you're also going to get a Friday email every week that is going to give you a little bit more detail and clarity, especially about some of the weeks that might need more information or that might be a little bit more complex so that you really have all that you need to know to make that doable change happen that week. And I will be talking about these. As I said, I'll be talking about them on Instagram. But the other thing that we're going to do is... At the beginning of every week, we're going to have an episode just geared toward that week's change. They're going to be short, but they will be longer if you, the listener, share your ahas with us, ask us questions. We will be answering them on the podcast around these doable changes and around the idea of doable changes in general. Sound good? So this is a big experiment, a big 30-week experiment that we all get to do together. And I can promise you that you will experience some amazing shifts by just doing this, by just doing these tasks every week for 30 weeks. Okay, here we go. Week one, start with a vision. I love the strategy that I think I first heard from Mark Allen. And here is what we're going to do this week. On a single piece of paper, we're going to write out your ideal scene five years from now. So I talk sometimes about planning for the year. I talk about a 10-year plan. But five years for many of us is a period of time that's long enough in the future to really be able to imagine change in ourselves. So sometimes a year, we're like, really, can I do that in a year? But five years, we really can think a little bit bigger. And at the same time, it's close enough that you can imagine yourself looking similar, having a similar personality. And even though we're in this world of rapid tech change, like 
we're not going to be time traveling five years from now, right? So it's not going to be that different. You're going to, you can imagine yourself in a goal, but you're giving yourself space to get there. So be as creative as you can be. The biggest limit always to our own lives is our own imaginations. So just set a timer, maybe for the first 10 minutes, breathe, get centered, and then spend 10 to 15 minutes writing out your ideal scene, what life looks like five years from now. Okay, week two, what is one small hack that you can implement this week that would support your vision. This is a small action, a little thing that will help you move toward the vision that you created in week one, something that you can actually start today. So for example, I have a few big goals that I will need money to make happen. So if I think too much about these big goals, they really do start to feel pretty impossible and overwhelming. I'm working toward it. I'm working towards them not feeling that way. But if I do something to move toward the money part, then I might just feel better about the whole thing. So my hack might be to put money in my calendar. Maybe I schedule my due dates for bills, or I schedule a weekly money meeting with myself so that I can you know, really have a great savings plan, or I could create accountability calls with friends or a money date with my husband. Barry Tesler in her podcast episode talks a lot about that. These are all pretty minor things, small things that I'm going to schedule in, but they're moving the needle toward my ideal scene happening. So this week, I just want you to really understand what a hack could be that would move you toward your five-year vision. And I want you to do something that will move you toward it today, even if that's a phone call or putting something in your calendar or just deciding that you're going to do something in two weeks, just figure out the next step and move toward it. And again, as you can see from my examples, these don't have to be big. This is just momentum. Okay, week three, get everything out of your head and onto paper. We talk about cleansing our bodies through diet and clearing the clutter from our homes. We talk about that a lot around here. And so this strategy is really about clearing your head of the clutter. We hold so much in our heads. Getting everything out of our heads and onto paper frees up so much mental space that we can just be present. And when we're present, it's so much easier to take action on the things that really matter to us, on the things that maybe we outlined in our five-year vision plan. So there is a worksheet for this that is in the download. So make sure you have that at plansimple.com slash 2020. Okay, week four, write it down. So in week three, we focus on that big brain dump to get the clutter out of our heads and onto paper. And in week four, what we are focusing on is writing down the things that really matter. 
having a paper planner, as you know, may seem redundant to you if you use a digital planner, but I do believe that there is magic in writing down your goals. And so in my flow planning system, we talk a lot about when to use paper and when to use digital. And I just believe that when you're really taking that step from your dreams into making those things happen, paper is really a great place to start. So what I want you to do in week four is I want you to schedule all the things. I want you to schedule your food, your lifestyle, your work. I want you to schedule it in one place because so often we think in compartments, right? So we have our work schedule. Maybe we have our doctor's appointments written in some other calendar and our kids' activities in our head or, you know, in a different place that it's not where our work is. And we end up leaving out things like date night and one-on-one time with our kids and self-care time and our exercise and all the things and time to cook. So I really want you to plan out your week and spend a week really seeing how that feels and how that feels different, planning all the parts in one place. So you're also going to include a doable change that you're focusing on. So you're going to plan for all the things on the same calendar. And of course, we have a planning sheet for that. So once you're in these emails and you have the ebook, you will get that. So make sure that you're there so that you can get this planning sheet, okay? Week five, what part of your vision can you tackle in the next 90 days? So we have had this big vision and hopefully you had some practice in week four, just getting little parts of your vision into your week with all the other parts of your life. What I have found is that as a mom, the rug is always being pulled from under me when I plan for the year. Uh, everything from sick kids to snow days to just not anticipating, you know, summer vacation or whatever it is, right? There's always something. We are way more likely as moms to get into perfection paralysis and stay out of action, especially with the concept of a resolution of really wanting to move towards something in this new year. And I hear stories a lot of people getting done in three months what they would have gotten done in a year, if that, when they focus on 90 days. So one goal in my five-year plan a few years ago was to start a school for moms that educates us, because I'm going to include myself in that mix, on food, lifestyle, spirituality, work, and productivity. And my vision was complex and it was big. And, you know, it's still coming into fruition. I mean, I feel like we're in our itsy bitsy days, but I'm moving toward it, right? So my my big five-year vision has live meetups. This year we're having two retreats. I have more teachers than just myself. This year we've had more guests than ever. We have a strong community. Right now we're moving toward that, right? We've had these events and the community is coming together. 
And so when I'm thinking through what I'm going to get done in the next 90 days, I can really be honest about where I am, what season I'm in. And, you know, some seasons I have so much energy and so much time to get things done and I can just move. I can make this list and I can move. And other seasons, it's harder. Other seasons, my kids are out of school for three months, right? Just like yours are. And so we really have to figure out how to best use each of our 90-day seasons. And so for this week five, what we're going to do is we're going to create a 90-day plan. And this is an example of one of the weeks where I have a bigger training for you. So you will get that in your inbox when you're signed up and when it's week five. So just make sure that you're signed up at plansimple.com slash 2020. Okay, week six. The last two weeks were kind of intense and big and hopefully got you in some new planning habits, which just to tell you, planning is a muscle. It's like getting flat abs. It's something that we have to work on and can be frustrating, especially when our brain is telling us that we're not good enough or we can't get where we want to go to. Planning is really necessary and you will find that you are constantly jeopardizing your plans. And I just want to tell you that that is normal. And throughout these 30 weeks, we're going to be, we're going to keep doing things that will help us more and more and more and more stick to our plans. But for this week, week six, we're going to keep it simple and powerful and we're going to schedule our water. You didn't think I was going to say that, did you? So this week, what we're going to do is we're going to put reminders in our calendar to drink water. We're going to have our electric calendar, our phone remind us throughout the day. I'm going to give you some extra tips, but in in real time, but you're going to set yourself up for success. However, that works best for you. It might look like carrying water bottles around. It might mean filling a pitcher in the morning. It might mean buying a straw, but you are going to try to get that water in and we have a checklist so that you can watch yourself drink your water every day. And there's so many good reasons for this, which we will get into during week six, but all you need to know is that's what this week is going to be about. Week seven. Week seven, we're going to focus on getting in the habit of planning on Fridays, planning our food, planning our self-care, planning for our family stuff, planning for our work. And then what that does is it opens up the weekend so that we can think about anything we need to do or not do to make Monday super successful. So sometimes just knowing what Monday holds, what Tuesday holds is all that we need. And then we can just literally melt into the weekend. And sometimes this might give us just the opportunity we need to sneak away and finish a presentation that we just haven't had time to for whatever reason, or to prep our food so that it's easier during a busy week to eat really well. So it just gives us the weekend to be smart. So you can totally use your current calendar to do this. You could use your flow planner and we 
actually also you have the weekly sheet um, and a meal planning sheet, which are part of your ebook and part of the email sequence you get as part of this experience, as part of this 30-week journey. Okay, week eight. Week eight, we're going to focus on a simple trick as we're making all these plans. My guess is that there's some things that aren't getting done in the way you thought you would. So in week eight, we're going to move things that don't get done. So during week eight, you're going to check in with your calendar, maybe a little bit more often than you usually do, like multiple times throughout the day. And you're going to review it to know whether you're on track or not. And we all do it. We all schedule an hour to, I don't know, write an email and then it takes us two hours or we schedule an hour for a meeting and then it gets moved and we go on Facebook instead and then we still have to do the meeting. So there's different ways for all of us that we don't do exactly what we're going to say. And so when that happens, what you're going to do, if you skip over something, is you're going to make sure to move it to either a new time or a new day so that you can really, really, really start to trust that you're going to get stuff done. And I just have to personally thank my friend and mentor, Patty Lennon, for teaching this one to me a few years ago, because it has been a really important part of my scheduling process. And it's really helped me to have faith in the things that I plan, have faith that they will get done. Because I used to just like do all this planning and not really trust that I was actually going to do it. And this week's doable change has really helped me change that. So I move anything that doesn't get done to a new time slot, including y'all workouts, meditation sessions. It's not all work. I move anything. If I sleep in and don't wake up and do my morning routine, I move my morning routine. Maybe it happens at 8.30 instead of 8 and then I have to move something else around. But I make sure that I'm seeing my calendar as this fluid thing. Now, I have to make one more point here because very often I'm doing this in my Google Calendar because my pro- my process is to write on Friday, but then over the course of the weekend, I actually get things digital and I then track in my calendar, in my paper calendar, but messy is good. And so on days when I'm really... N- knowing that I need this strategy, I need this tool, like I'm not having faith in my time, I actually sometimes pull out my paper calendar and do a lot of arrow drawing and crossing out and rewriting because that really teaches me in a very real way, in a way that dragging my hours around my Google Calendar don't seem to do for me. So really writing this down and being messy with it is a good practice really good. The messier, the better. None of those, like, this is not going to be one of those Instagram worthy spreads. Although I should start just publishing the messy stuff just so that that can become what's Instagram worthy. Maybe that's something I'm going to start doing. Okay. Week nine. 
During this week, we're going to start to mark waiting times in our calendar so that we can use them to be productive. So productive is a weird word because I use it in different ways, I think, than most people because productive to me isn't always do-do-doing. Sleep can be most one of the most productive things we do. But I want us this week to think about where we wait. And if you're a mom like me, you probably wait a good deal during your days or your weeks. Maybe you're waiting in a doctor's office. You're waiting for the kids to get out of an activity. You're waiting in carpool line. Maybe you have to wait during your commute. And I want you to start to consider what you could do during those times. How can you make those times not frustrating and not wasted? So I could tell you to take a nap, but most of those situations are a little hard for napping. So things you could do is you could meal plan. You could stretch and really take care of your body. You could journal, which is really helpful for your mind. You could simply remember to breathe. You could decide that every time you're waiting in carpool line, you would take the deepest breaths ever. And by the time your kid gets in the car, you're like the most relaxed mama ever. So really consider what you would do during these waiting times. And at the beginning, you probably need to write this down, put it in your calendar, remind yourself from your phone, oh yes, this is what I'll do. Another tip just FYI that I do sometimes while I'm waiting is learning. So listening to audiobooks or podcasts, listening to this podcast even, is something I often do while waiting. I don't like to listen to podcasts when I'm with my kids. I actually generally don't really even listen to music when I'm with them in the car. I just love that time for connecting and talking. So Mostly I'm doing my podcast listening and learning when I'm walking or I'm alone doing laundry or I'm waiting. And so that's another thing you could add to the list. Okay, week 10. Have a list of 10 household things that you can do in 10 minutes. And this kind of goes in line with that waiting thing a little bit. It's like, where are those lost minutes where we could be doing something so that at the end of the day, we really feel like we've moved our space forward. I don't know about you, but very often I have these days when it's time to go to bed and the house is just a disaster. And I realize that if in the 10 minutes that I was you know, having a conversation with my daughter, I could have been folding the laundry or you know, while I was testing a kid on their homework, I could have also been washing the dishes. Now, I'm not saying you should multitask at every moment, but very often we have these pauses. Sometimes for me, it's actually, you know, I finished doing something for work and somebody needs to be picked up and I have these extra 10 minutes. And we talk a lot about here about moving food forward for those 10 minutes. I could also wash the dishes and be done. You know, I could do one thing and just be done with it in those weird moments where you really just have 10 minutes. And very often, for me at least, household projects feel really big. And so creating 10-minute segments of them just makes them feel smaller and more doable. 
So here's a couple things that I've noticed I can do in 10 minutes. I can open mail and recycle envelopes and junk. I can clear out a drawer or clear off a shelf. I can clean out my wallet or my purse. That's one I really avoid, but I totally could do in 10 minutes. You could take out the trash. You can organize the pile of shoes or the coats that have been you know, mismatched by the door as your kids run in the house. You could sweep through any room in your house and just grab 10 things that don't need to be there and even just put them in a box or a bin or a corner, but just knowing that then you need to put them away or get them out of the house or whatever it is. So there's so many things you could do in 10 minutes. You could clean a toilet. All right. Maybe that's not so fun for the list. There's a planning sheet for this. There's a a sheet that you can fill out and you can cut out and you can stick on your fridge and you will always remember these 10 minute things. The cool thing about having it on the fridge is perhaps as your kids grow into teenagerhood, you can assign them 10 minute tasks too. Okay, week 11. On week 11... I want you to create a list. We're in list making mode a little bit in these couple middle weeks. I want you to make a list of 15 ways you can move your body. And I want you to include ways that you can do with and without your kids. Because what I find is that when we are trying to really be good about exercise, which many of us end up with that goal or resolution around this time of year that you're listening to this podcast, You, we, we don't stick to it. And the reason we don't stick to it is because we have a sick kid or because the reality is that a yoga class is 90 minutes and it takes us 20 minutes to get there and back and all of a sudden that's over two hours and that we don't feel like we have that time. So Find a 15-minute yoga class on YouTube that you can do at home. Map out a 20-minute run or walk that you can just walk out your front door and do. Find some really good dance music and dance with your kids. Find that hula hoop you bought for your kid and figure out how to use it. It is super great to put specific classes and workouts in our calendars. I do it every week, but if they're never getting done or you're never really having time for them, or those are those things in your calendar that you're just not, that aren't happening, it is much better to schedule a lot of regular times to move your body and choose from this lists the night before or the morning of, so you can be really realistic about what you can do. So of course, there's a planning sheet for this, and I highly recommend downloading it and making this list so that you have no excuses about moving your body. And this is one of those things that we know we're supposed to do, and very often we don't do it, but when we do, it really does feed all the other things that we're doing in these 30 30 weeks. We just are such better human beings when we are moving our bodies. It's what our bodies ask us to do on a regular basis. Okay, week 12, meal plan. What I want you to do is I want you to plan for your dinners, 
for a week at a time. If you're on an upward spiral here, you can add lunch and breakfast. If you're new to this, there's all sorts of different levels that we can do. And we'll also get some other strategies over the course of these weeks that will actually help you with what you would plan for dinner. But if this feels like too much, the week feels like too much, Another thing you can do this week is just know what's for dinner first thing in the morning. Just write it on a post-it. But planning for your whole week of meals really takes the stress away from dinner time. It can support you in the healthy eating that might be on your goals list. And it allows you to plan ahead for the time it takes to make the food so that you can actually be moving food forward. You can be stopping at the store on your way home from work instead of getting home and getting settled and then having to go back out or better yet, shop all on one day on the weekend. It reminds you that in those awkward five or 10 minute moments that you have, you know, before you have to leave to work and after the kids are out the door or you know, I don't know, when you're waiting for something, a package at home and you've come home, you could cut an onion. Um, You could soak beans. You could set up things to cook in the slow cooker. And so knowing what you're going to eat for the week is huge. And of course, there is a planning sheet for this. So just make sure that you have this whole ebook at plansimple.com slash 2020. Okay, week 13. Add shopping to your calendar. I find that we often assume that we have time for the grocery store, but we don't really have enough time because we haven't planned it in our calendar. We just think, I'll stop on the way here. I'll stop on the way home. And we don't actually consider how long it will take to do the shopping. And this is even more true when we're talking about online shopping. So many of us have moved some of our shopping habits to online. And we really think that those can happen in 30 seconds. But actually, it's 15 minutes when we say we want to be, you know, writing this email or you know, publishing some blog post or making some image or doing something with our kids. And instead, you know, we're on Amazon ordering, I don't know, gluten-free pasta, right? So schedule the time, add shopping to your calendar. And when you do this, you can start to see how you can get smarter and smarter and smarter. So for example, when I don't do this, I have a tendency to go to the grocery store every day, which sounds super nice. And to me, I always feel like, this European goddess when I shop every day. But the truth is, is that it's way more expensive and it's actually a lot more stressful. And I don't really have the time to do that. So when I put it on my calendar, I can see and commit to hopefully one day a week of shopping and an hour of really smart ordering online once a month. And it's so much better and so much, it's just, makes such a better lifestyle than going every single day to the market. Of course, I love a good farmer's market. There's so many things that give me joy that are worth the extra time, but going to the grocery store, even Whole Foods every day, no, it's not what I want to be doing. Okay. Week number 14. Week 14 is 
kind of something unrelated to your vision, but it might affect your vision. Remember that vision that we planned in week one? How can you take action on that thing this week? Maybe you're looking for clients, but your desk is a mess. So maybe like part of your five-year vision is that you have this you know, huge business. And in week two, you started moving toward clients. But the truth is, is your desk is a mess. So this week, you would clear your desk to make space for the new clients. Or maybe you're trying to get healthy, but you spend all your free time driving kids around. So maybe what you do this week is you spend time creating a carpool and then go on a walk or a run during the time that you would be driving. So maybe you're trying to finish a big project and have um, tight deadlines. So this is a one that you wouldn't think would go with it. But instead of staying up super late, what would happen if you actually focused on getting better sleep and being more productive? So see how you're finding something this week that is going to help you move toward that big goal, but it might not be related. It's going to be something that's really supportive of it. And most of the time falls in a whole different category. Does that make sense? We'll keep talking about this one because it's kind of an important one. And it's actually really at the foundation of the whole flow planning process and why I really think through food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work at all moments, because I do believe that all these things really support each other. Okay. Week 15, create a rhythm for your meals that is repeatable. So if you were a little stuck during week 12, planning your dinners, this can help you with your dinners. And if you choose to implement it, it can help you with your whole day. So this looks like for dinner on Tuesdays, here's the cliche one, we're going to have tacos on Tuesday, or you could have soup on Wednesday or crock pot on Thursday. And This way you don't waste time reinventing the dinner wheel every day. A lot of people come to me overwhelmed about meal planning and it's literally because they're going through cookbooks and trying to really create new inventive things on a daily basis. And I recommend doing that like once a week, not every day. It's just not realistic. And one of the interesting things about this strategy and during the week that we're doing this strategy, I will share many more details. But when I started doing this, I actually started eating more variety than ever, which might seem a little unintuitive, but that is what happened because I had more choice within a category, right? So if I were to make tacos before I had Taco Tuesday, it would like always be the exact same things. But when I had Taco Tuesday, it's like, well, let's one week, let's make veggie ones. And one week, let's do fish. And one week, let's do you know, some tofu filling. And so we really do change it up way more. We change everything up way more than we used to. And my kids are willing to try more new and different things. And a lot of it just has to do with this rhythm, which makes everything so much easier. So of course, there's a sheet. So make sure you have the ebook and pay attention to your email this week um, on the 15th week, because I will be talking more about rhythm. Okay, week 16. 
Oh my gosh, these are this is a lot of change, you guys. And it might sound really overwhelming in this one podcast, but remember, we're doing one thing at a time, one week at a time. So if you're having any overwhelm right now, just press stop, don't listen to more, sign up and just get these delivered to your inbox one week at a time. But I just wanted to make sure that you could see the whole scheme if you're the kind of person who that's really helpful for. Okay, week week 16, schedule all the time in your day. My advice is put dinner in your calendar first so you never overschedule it away, which is what I think many people do. And don't leave relaxation and self-care to chance. So the reason for this tweak and this doable change is really for those things. It's really for relaxation, for self-care, for sleep. So we're blocking all that in so that we hold it just as sacred as our work hours, as our workout, as our kids' playdates, as our kids' extracurricular activities, all these things that take good care of us are really important to schedule. And the today sheet is the planning tool that we have in Plan Simple that I think best shows this, best helps us with this strategy of what it looks like to plan each day. So make sure that you print that out for each day this week and really circle all the times and account for them, account for the downtime, account for the restorative time so that you're not filling in what you think is blank with more stuff. Okay, week 17. We're going to define the next 90 days because we did this already 90 days ago. Can you believe it's been 90 days? So before you do this, we're going to learn from the last 90 days. And I want you really to look at your last 90 days, the first 16 weeks and everything else that you did besides each one of these doable change changes. And I want you to understand what you can let go of. I want you to see what really worked. I want you to look back at your ideal scene that you wrote in week one. And I want you to understand where you need to go for the next 90 days to move you toward that life. So if you're feeling pretty disconnected from that five-year plan because you were really into it for the first three weeks of your last 90 days, but then you know life happened... That's the beauty of these seasons because now you're going to reactivate, re-navigate, refocus on getting toward that ideal scene that you wrote about, all right? And of course, we have a lot of support for you here this week, so make sure that you open that email, that you have the planning sheet, and that you're really utilizing everything that we can share with you about how to do plan your season really well. Okay, week 18, schedule food prep each week at the same time. So for many people who we work with, I suggest two hours on a Sunday because two hours on a Sunday can save you way more than two hours throughout the week. So schedule this at a time that really works with you, works for your life. So Sunday, if it's not your day, don't worry, but find a time that 
that works. And if you can associate it with an event, it might help turn it into a habit. So for example, I usually do it after I shop on Sundays. Um, so I associate it with like shopping, coming home, prepping. Like I have, I understand the arc of our Sunday and this is very much a part of it. Okay. Let me think if there's anything else I wanted to say with that. Um, no, I think that was it. Okay. And so just prepping, I'm going to share more when we actually get into this week, but just make sure you prep during week 18 for the week. And so this one should, you know, it's very streamlined. You don't even have to think about it again after you prep on your weekend. Okay. Week 19, track your time. Sometimes we think we are busier than we are. Sometimes we waste more time than we know on things like emails, Instagram, Facebook, extra errands. So what I want you to do for a week is I want you to track your time. And it's really only through doing this, through tracking our time without judgment, without being judgy with ourselves and thinking that we're doing it wrong. It's really only with this that we can improve because otherwise we are we're imagining a lot of what's happening and not happening. And what I find when I do this is I realize that I'm taking a lot more time doing things that aren't leading me toward my ideal scene. A lot of this is, you know, buffering activities and that there's all this, this time, there's actually way more time then my mind is letting me believe there is. And so I love doing this. I actually do this almost every day, track my time. Um, and I just get clearer and clearer and clearer on the things that I need to do and when is the best time to do them. And it's just my best tool for learning you know, how I can improve my life with the 24 hours that we all have. We all have the same 24 hours. So you can do this right on the today sheet. So maybe print those out for this week. You can also do it. I've done it electronically by just choosing a color in my electronic calendar that's called time tracking. And then I'll just go back every couple hours or at the end of the day and in that new color, sort of correct what didn't happen that was in my schedule, if that makes sense. So so I'm seeing them side by side. I'm seeing that I said I was going to sit down and do X for three hours from nine to 12. And I did it for an hour and a half, but then I got sucked into some Facebook post. And so, you know, for that second hour and a half in this color of time tracking, I would say, got sucked into Facebook. <laughs> um, and then I could see that that happened. And maybe that's why I didn't finish the thing that I was frustrated I didn't finish. Um, or maybe I saw that I did finish it, but then I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get to the next thing. And I, I you know, and I understand that then it was Facebook. Not that Facebook's always at the root of all evil, but I do find my attention goes there sometimes. Okay. Week 20 order pantry items once a month online. So I shared a little bit about this when I said plan your shopping, but 
during this week, I want us to get really organized about this. And even if you do do this, this might be a good week just to reassess and make sure that what you're getting really serves you, that you're getting the best price, that you're doing the best thing for the environment, whatever your priorities are. So there's no need for me, for example, to get things like dried beans, gluten-free pasta, oats, crackers. I definitely don't need to get those things each week. Rice, um, I can buy all those things bulk once a month. Now, things like rice and crackers, I have places locally that I like to get them and I just look for, with rice, I'm getting a big thing of rice from an Asian market. For crackers, I have certain ones I like so I notice when they're on sale. And I just commit to getting them once a month. Other things like dried beans and nuts and seeds, I have online vendors that I love and I will share these with you in that email. But what I want you to do is I want you to fill out the pantry planning sheet so that you know where all your stuff is coming from. And you can have this sheet and every month when it's your t- when you blocked out that time to order you just go through and you see what you need and you can order it and you don't have to spend extra time surfing and looking and it will just make your life a lot easier okay week 21 write a list of three things that you can do first thing in the morning to take good care of yourself Here are some examples. You could make a smoothie. You could meditate for five minutes. You could walk for 20 minutes. You could plan your day. You could read for 10 minutes. You could take a shower. Put 30 minutes in your calendar to do these things, okay? So it could be, each thing could be 10 minutes is an easy way to do it. You could divide it differently depending on how long things take, but actually block out the 30 minutes. This is like one of those things like dinner. Very often I hear from people who say, you know, I really want to eat healthy dinner, but I just can't find the time. And when we look at their calendar, there literally isn't the time. And this very often happens with self-care. So make sure you actually put the time to do the three things into your calendar and know that each one doesn't need to take that long. Actually, my friend Nina Mandelson, who's been on this podcast a number of times, shares the tool of 10-10-10, which is just doing three things for 10 minutes you know, throughout the day. So once in the morning, afternoon, evening, they can be three different things, but they're just really for you. And so that could be another way of looking at this. Okay. Week 22, sync your digital calendar with your spouse and maybe older kids if they're on a calendar. Keeping our plans to ourselves really makes it hard to delegate. And when we can't delegate, things feel harder. We do not need to be the keeper of all events. We've spent some time during these weeks getting things out of our head and onto paper. And that is kind of step one in the evolution of not holding everything in our heads. And step two is that once it's on paper, we might not even have to do it all. And when we start to realize that, our lives start to just really feel more and more free. Okay, week 23, take in the magic. I love this one. 
as you lean into dreaming and planning and staying in action, you will most definitely start to experience magic happening. This could look like meeting people in line at the grocery store that can help you with something you're trying to figure out. It could look like a butterfly landing on your sleeve, which seems like out of nowhere. You could even get a check in the mail that is totally not related to the job you're working on, but maybe one of your goals was around money. So I want you to start taking in all these magic moments and writing them down. There is time, there's time, there is space for this in the today sheet um, so that every day you can document how doing this work is creating magic moments. Um, and you can write it, you can keep a journal of this, but this is something that's magic moments are something that's really important, especially for us women to remember and remind ourselves of when we're not feeling the magic so much. Okay. Week 24, start with veggies when planning. So, so far we've started to make a plan in one of our weeks. And then in one of our weeks, we created a rhythm And now in week 24, we're going to get even better at meal planning by starting with veggies. So often when we're trying to get healthy, we focus on what we need to take out. But I find that we're not usually eating as many fruits and veggies as we need. So if we start there and instead of saying tonight, we're going to have chicken and we'll have maybe we'll have kale with that, or maybe we'll have sweet potatoes and broccoli with chicken. Instead, we could start with, I want to create something that has kale and broccoli and sweet potato. And it starts to just shift the way you think about creating your meals and what goes into them. And if getting animal protein out of your diet or minimizing it in your household is at all on your in your goals or in your vision, this is a really good way to start making that transition to more plant-based meals. Okay. Week 25, plan for connection. Sometimes we make changes and we start to almost isolate ourselves and we can disconnect ourselves from the people who we care about most, including our spouse, our best friends. Giving focus to all these changes that you want in your life is amazing and it's good. And one of the reasons that we have a community here at Plan Simple is so that you can find your people. But I just want you to make sure that each week you start to consider a few people who you really want to connect with and how, and you're probably going to be connecting with them on totally different things. And this could look like reading with a child or a date night with your husband or a walk with a friend. And I want you to start really thinking about making time for this and scheduling it in your planner. There is also space for this in the flow planner. I think it's on the weekly page and it's on the today sheet that you have in your um, planning in this ebook that goes with all these, all these weeks. So if you go to plansimple.com slash 2020, 
you have the today sheet and on there, it always asks you how you will connect today with someone you love. And that's what this means. And so for a week, just play around with what this looks like. And I think you'll find that the level that you're connecting with people will really shift as you make a plan for this and really consider what you want as you move toward your, your vision. Okay. Week 26, we're getting there. We're on the home stretch. There's five more to go. Week 26, know what you want to receive. This process started off with writing exactly what we want, what we want, what it looks like, what this ideal scene is five years from now. We built in a few weeks to really support that declaration, to empty our minds, to start moving toward it. But here's the question I want you to ask yourself. Are you really open to receiving all that you have in that vision or all that you've envisioned for yourself? And what I found in my own life is that very often we're not. And so I find the practice of just saying, I am open, I'm open to receiving X, I'm open to this, quite powerful. I'm open to receiving money. I'm open to receiving love this week. I'm open to new friendships. I'm open to getting healthy. And it may sound like the silliest thing, like this is just all words, but I literally have seen clients and people I love wish for something like a career change or an opportunity, you know, to go to some meeting or to meet somebody or to, you know, get healthier. And I've seen them say no, because they literally don't feel ready. So when the thing actually happens, they, they can't accept it. And it's, it's not, it, it doesn't even necessarily seem like that when you're watching it, but you're like, wait, they've wanted this their whole life. Why are they doing that when they just had this opportunity? So to help you lean into receiving and manifesting when this week is up, you'll get, I'm going to send out a couple of recordings that I think will really be helpful. I'm um, in just understanding receiving, but Every week on the We Get a Glance sheet, as you're planning your weeks, there is a prompt to uh, that asks you, what do you want to receive this week? And that's what this is about, that this is about really declaring what it is that you want to receive and then seeing it there when some part of that comes to you and you're feeling like you don't deserve it or you repel it in some way and just being like, yes, this is what I asked for. This is what I want to receive. Okay, week 27. Now, in week 26, we were focused on what we want to receive. In week 27, I want us to define what we want to give because giving and receiving really, really are connected. And it's not that you need one to give the other, but they each create space for the other. And what I find is that as busy moms and busy women, we generally overgive. And so this prompt is not about continuing to overgive, but really getting intentional about what we're giving and when we're giving our time. So for example, I want to volunteer at my kid's school when it gives me the opportunity to hang out with my kids. I've done the opposite before, right? I've said yes to tons of things that don't do that. Maybe that's not what you want. Maybe you want to help at your kid's school 
when you can use your design skills because you can do that after they go to bed and it doesn't get in the way of your day. Both are a desire to help, but they come from totally different reasons. And the cool thing is, is that you get to decide. So each week you can decide how you're going to give just as you can decide how you're going to receive. And these are just really powerful things to really be thinking about on a weekly basis. Week 28, block time in your calendar each day for your calls and emails. If you take care of them all at once, they take far less time and they don't eat into things you planned. You can't use them to procrastinate. There's also space for this in the Today Sheet. So here's what I recommend. On the Today Sheet, there's some check boxes that are a space for you to list out what calls and emails sort of in a list format that you need to make. And so what I recommend you doing is deciding what calls and emails you need to make and thinking about how long that might take and then going over to the right-hand column where the time is and actually finding that hour or that half hour and doing a circle around it and saying emails and calls and then committing to getting through that list during that time. Does that make sense? Because otherwise it takes us far longer as we if we do it all day long. Okay, week 29, do the hardest thing first. Whether that for you is exercise or grocery shopping or writing your masterpiece, start with that. We often put off what matters and we spend our days doing lots of less meaningful activities or procrastinating from doing the hard stuff. And a lot of the time, the hard stuff are the things that are actually leading us toward that, that five-year vision that we wrote in week one. And we don't want to waste time. We don't want to waste time not getting toward that ideal scene. So this is a really great practice. A great muscle is to practice doing the hardest thing first. All right, week 30. I hope you've gone and gotten this ebook. And if you're still with me, this is a preview of your next 30 weeks. But don't worry, because each week you will get these in your inbox with a few more details sometimes if they're necessary and the worksheets. So go to plansimple.com slash 2020 and make sure you get that ebook. Okay, week 30. Pay attention to your energy. Sometimes we schedule a hard day of exercise or a full day of presentations on the heaviest day of our period, and we totally feel inadequate at all the things we do. And so if you know that you have certain low energy or high energy days, which generally we do as women because we are on a cycle Start to schedule accordingly. And a little of this is just playing detective throughout a month and or going backwards and just really taking some time even today, uh, you know, today meaning like when you're in week 30 and reflecting on the different times of the month. Or maybe there's different months when you feel sad or extra energetic. As I'm 
led into this whole podcast episode with, I've learned that January just isn't my go, go, go month, that it's not my fresh start month. It really doesn't come till the end of January. And I know that about myself and that helps so much. And the thing is, is that we can get done in an hour what might take a full day at a different moment when we're in high energy and, you know, we can also do the opposite. So really start to play detective for what this means for you. If it's not something you've ever paid attention to, then just spend the week paying attention. And if you're trying to do a task in the house or for work and it feels literally like the biggest uphill battle ever, then just ask yourself what you need or and look at the patterns. Like maybe you just need a walk or maybe you need a nap. And maybe you actually just need to eat the frog and keep doing the task. It's going to look different in different times of day, different times of months, different seasons. So really just let yourself pay attention to that. All right. That was 30 weeks and 30 doable changes that are literally going to change all of our lives. So remember, go get that ebook at plansimple.com slash 2020 and That will also get you the emails and I will give you prompts for how to participate, how to be part of a community. I want to hear from you. You're going to definitely hear from me. And I just think that we are all going to have the most amazing year, one doable change, one day at a time. And I am so excited. And I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.